0: So tonight, Jesus is in our midst. Hallelujah. Um, we're going to talk about something that I believe, I mean, has been talked about for several generations. That is faith. Um, this month, I think, is the explosive faith. And for us to be able to take the wonderful walk of faith, we need to understand what faith is. So, before we dive deeper, I want us to open our Bibles to Mark chapter 9, Mark chapter 9, verses 21. Mark. Chapter nine, verses twenty-one. The book of Mark, as right after Matthew, the ninth, the ninth chapter, the verse number twenty-one to twenty-four. I read. So he asked his father how long has this been happening to him and he said from his childhood and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23 of the chapter 9 of Mark, Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And verse 24 says this, Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." So now we are talking about faith. And this is a story that talks about two parties, the Messiah that is being Jesus, and a father whose son was going through a recurring issue, that is an epileptic issue. When we read some of the Sun Translation, it says that the Sun was moonstruck. Some said he had the lunatic spirit. Others said he was epileptic. But either lunatic or epileptic, one thing is common. It occurs at particular times. It deals with the moon it says it's strike. and whenever that happened the Bible says that the spirit responsible for that would throw the boy into fire and into water that is to say it brings about pain hurt I mean misdirection it brings about instability you don't know what to expect that is how our lives sometimes behave and that is what we encounter as we journey through life. That there are certain times and seasons where we feel like all hope is lost. We don't have stability because it's as if that life is just determining things without our notice. But as a solution to that issue, and that solution is in Jesus. So, when we read, the Bible says that there was a man who had an issue, and this is the same man who brought the issue before the disciples of Jesus. The Bible says that when he came, they could not provide the solution that he was. What we are looking out for. This is to say that most of us, they are men that we have gone to expecting to see or to encounter breakthroughs, but we are not receiving it. They are ways and they are means we have used over the years. Over the years. But we haven't yet what received the result or the fruit of it. And I believe that for us to do that, we need to understand what it is. So per the scripture, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Mark 9, 23. It says everything is possible for him who believes so face times the foundation on belief if we can believe how do you believe you believe by step by first starting from the wonderful promises of god starting from the promises of god So when you take up your Holy Bible, everything that is written by God, by the Spirit of God, is the basis for your faith. So as you declare it, as you read it, as you read it, as you declare it, it becomes your daily routine reading the word, capturing the promises which are tailored towards your need. Then from there, you go to the place where you begin to do whatever you discover. So the promises of God all carry specific principles. So when you work upon the principle, you always would end up in a result. so the bible says that's ask ask seek and knock you need to first ask ask the question the heavenly father what is the solution to my problem. Then, as you ask, you do what you seek. You seek for answers in His promises. So sometimes in our seeking, we chance upon principles. So the principle of giving, the principle, the I mean, agreement with God's word. That is where you touch base with God's word and you begin to do. Whatever He says. And the next one is just trusting God that He will do it. Hallelujah. So um, in doing this, that is where we build our belief. We build our belief. So according to Mark chapter nine, verse twenty-three. It says that Jesus replied the man whose son had an issue. He was restless because the people that he taught who helped him couldn't help him. And I believe we've all been in that situation where we relied and had faith in certain people to help us in something. But it came out that they couldn't help us and we felt disappointed that is the same way we do feel when uh, God hasn't done certain things the way we expected to go we become disappointed we become restless and we don't even have the faith in a prayer we pray in a word that we read that was the state of the man. So Jesus replied what he had asked. And what he said was this Can it be possible to ease my suffering and heal my son? And Jesus asked him a question. And Jesus said, Everything is possible for whoever. Who believes? And that is what most of the time we do. We question. He said, "If you can," in the NIV, said Jesus, "Everything is possible for anyone who believes." The New Living Translation puts it this way: "What do you mean, if I can?" Jesus asked. You see, so teachers was surprised that upon all the things you heard about me, upon the, the history, upon the works, upon the things I've done for you. You woke up and it was because of my love. And you still question me on this little thing. You see? So his belief system wasn't that strong. Most of us, we find ourselves in that place where we, we, we have a little faith. Because we are not feeding ourselves with the Word of God. Because we are not doing the Word of God to see the result. Because we are, we are we haven't come to a place where we trust God with all our hearts. And that is where we have weak faith. Weak faith. Weak faith. So, um, when it comes to faith, I mean, it is something that every single Christian you need to exhibit. It's like when somebody is born in Africa, naturally people know that one of the characteristics of that person is to have a a dark skin. You see, if somebody says somebody is from Europe, you expect to see colored eyes all around. You see, there's a particular character. The Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Means that he's faith. So, if God in Jesus is the beginning and the end of faith, whatever that is following Jesus or whatever that believes, whoever believes in Jesus is supposed to replicate that same attitude. That is faith. That is faith. Faith basically means dependence or total dependence on God. You see? you rely solely on God if God can't do it let no man do it that is faith but whenever sin comes in you see faith is always challenged when there's sin so when Adam sinned Bible says that he stepped out of God dependence Eve realized that I mean the food or the fruit was good she stepped out Of dependence on what God gives. See, Most of us, we are are doing things on our own. We are independent. We are not God-dependent. We are independent of God. Instead of being God-dependent, the Bible says, the Israelites cry to God, saying that give us a king just as the other nation. You know what? God wasn't happy about that, but because they had required and had asked and pressed on, God did it. The fact that you are enjoying certain things doesn't mean it is all for God. Because sometimes God just overlooks it. It might not be His perfect will but divine will for your life. Before, the Israelites were having manna rain, but after that, it all ceased. They were paying taxes to man, all kinds of things, because they chose to be what? Independence, independent, independent. So faith is God-dependence, God-dependence. Your priority is always on God, not on self. Your priority is always on God and not on self. And when you come to a place where you carry faith or you move by faith see faith doesn't depend on the sense of the the five senses that we have when we talk about the senses and we have the the hearing the hearing with our ears i mean the sight seeing with our eyes um smelling with our nose tasting with our tongue Touching with our hands. You see, these senses are limited. They are limited. But it takes faith, the extra sense, I will call it the sixth sense, to be able to perceive things that are beyond your, your senses. So if there's going to be an accident in your neighborhood, because of faith in God, you are able to perceive to pick it up before it happens but when we read hebrews chapter 11 says faith is the evidence of things we hope for the things not seen see things not seen by the eyes you can use faith to see into it see things you can't see you will use faith to see it is a channel, it is a ship that carries things are not into existence. Into existence. Into existence. Um, I want us to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Matthew 17, 20. A chapter before Mark. Matthew 17 20 In Matthew 17 20 I read so Jesus said to them because of your unbelief for assuredly I say to you if you have faith as a master seed you will say to this mountain move from here and to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, and nothing will be impossible for you. Any child of God, impossibility isn't in your dictionary. This is Jesus instructing the people. He says, there will be nothing impossible for you to do. So when you choose to walk in faith, when you build your faith, impossibility turns into possibility. The Bible says that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So as you diligently seek him in prayer, in the word, in heaven, he will surely reveal himself he will surely reveal himself and you will have possibilities countless ones when god comes and has i mean fellowship with you there's there's nothing that is impossible he says nothing when god says nothing there's nothing so why are we placing a limit on God, is because we don't know the nature of God. We haven't come to a place of, I mean, researching about who God is, who God is, who God is. So I'm all turning things down, simply, uh, what is faith, I mean, how do you understand faith? Faith is just basically obedience to an action in response of what God has declared in his word. So you say true faith, anyone who is moving by true faith, one obeys. So for you to know you have faith or for you to grow in your faith, obedience has to be one key. And after you obey, What happens next is two you need to carry out an action see the action in response to three the word of God or hearing the word of God that is his voice so Abraham will hear God tell him leave your father's house and I will show you a place based on what I just said there are three things. Um, the first point being it obedience. Second one being taking action, and the third one that is super wonderful is by what hearing God's voice. So Abraham, first of all, heard God's voice speak to him, leave your father's house, and he obeyed that voice. To take the what the action, so we obey that voice to take the action of living. So you need to first hear something. Faith works by what you hear. So some people would I mean close down their investment because when they hear there's going to be a crash in the financial sector, they panic. So what are you hearing in your life that fits your faith see and another definition for faith is trust assurance or confidence in another person or person's words you see the words coming in here so in the news what you hear in, in, in a, business meetings what you hear in webinars what you hear in the movies you watch what you hear it determines a whole lot of things it determines a whole lot and when you start believing and having faith in God all you're saying is more like exchanging your self-trust your trust in yourself your trust in what you can do for God's trust, to believe in what God can do for you, you know you believe that God can do it. That is the point you need to get to. You believe that God can do it for you, and it becomes it becomes the acceptable standard, acceptable standard which you move your life with. You move your life with. You move your life with. You somebody say okay you talked about faith how do i build it what do i need to get it is the word of god you need to get knowledge from the word of god so i want us to look at something in first corinthians chapter 2 verse 4 to 7 First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4 to 7, First Corinthians, Um, that is Apostle Paul speaking to the Corinthian church, for us to appreciate what faith is, for you to be able to understand how to build your faith, to work in an explosive faith, you need to understand this. First Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 to 7. I'm going to read. He says, this is Apostle Paul speaking to the church. He says, and my speech and preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Notice. That his speech and his preaching were not persuasive words. And uh, if it's your Bible, you can align them of human wisdom. I want you to notice of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Verse 5 That your faith should not be in wisdom of men, underlying wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Look at that. Verse 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. Yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. So if he say that he's not speaking of the human wisdom, that is the normal things that we know. Then the verse 7 will give us the clarity of what he was speaking about. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God notice and wisdom of God in mystery in a mystery the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of his glory so for you to have faith you need to understand how do i get that faith and in the verse one um chapter uh, verse number four to the seven in the chapter two of corinthians chapter one The Bible says that Paul made mention that he is not preaching by his wisdom because he was a learned man. But he made mention that I am not preaching by wisdom of men, but rather of the wisdom of God. Somebody will say, I mean, I've been in the church, I've been praying, I've been doing a lot of things, but I'm not receiving the results. You see, what kind of knowledge are you building your life around? Faith can never be logical, faith can never be logical. So there are two knowledge that you can get, or I mean wisdom. So we have the sensual wisdom, the sense wisdom or knowledge, and we have the revelational knowledge. So when we talk about the sense knowledge, it talks about, I mean, the five senses, your taste, smell, your sight, your hearing, I mean all these things, they come to the natural, the natural, and it's limited. See these, this knowledge, they are limited based on what we see. So science will tell you, I mean, I mean, what they see, what they can touch. You have to prove it. So when you read through the Bible, a lot of people, I mean, they needed to touch. Some people's faith is built out of that. Blessed is he that has not seen but believes. You see, then we have the revelational knowledge. In the revelational knowledge, and is that one is not based on our senses. It's not based on what you see. So when you read Second um, Corinthians chapter five verse seven, and when you read Habakkuk I think chapter two verses. Um, Two downwards to I think verse 4 it says that shall live by faith and not by sight. To so, not by sight, they shall live. So when you read the word of God, you are seeing the logos, the written word. Now you have to come to a place where you go beyond the written word, and you have a revelational word. So a perfect example, I mean, now that there's I a mean, all kinds of rumors of war, I mean, all kinds of virus moving around and supply chains coming to I mean a halt, prices are going up. The sense knowledge or the how do I put it, the physical or the natural knowledge will tell you, as a human being, things are going high you don't need to buy a property because it is expensive you don't need to invest because you are going to lose it you see but the revelational knowledge that comes beyond or come is above the senses your sight beyond your hearing what you hear on the news beyond what you can touch what you can do it is by faith so when we read genesis 26 Verse 1 and 1 to 3, the Bible says there was famine. Farming means lack of something. There was famine in the land. And if there was famine, it means whatever you plant, whatever. Grow. But this is what God spoke to Isaac. He said, Isaac, I don't want you to leave where you are and go to Egypt because your father went to Egypt. I don't want you to go there. I want you to have food. Don't depend on what they are saying, what the world is saying. So maybe um, people are saying that at a particular age, a perfect example, science is saying at a particular age, women go on menopause. So it means that when you cross a particular age and you are not married, the likelihood of you not giving birth is high. But that is what the sense knowledge, when you come to the revelational knowledge, what God's word is saying, when you read the word of God, what it's saying, it gives us the facts that there was a woman that was beyond I mean, menopause, a man who was beyond, I mean, the, the, the conventional way that we know that men can give birth. Abraham and Sarah, our first case. Zachariah and Elizabeth, the next case. And even it goes beyond that. Science makes us understand that it takes, I mean, a seed of a man to, to fertilize the egg of a woman so in the case of mary where the bible makes it very clear the facts i always say believing to strengthen your belief is through facts get the fact of god's promises that is his bible the bible whatever god has written you build a fact know the principle and begin to do act upon it and begin to trust god for god to do his part so the bible says that there was a virgin meaning the woman had No sexual intercourse. You only say there's an artificial insemination. But when the angel came, that is the revelation behind it. He said, The Holy Spirit shall overshadow you. So that is another fact that the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God overshadows a woman to conceive. And when you read the Bible, it says, Children are gifts of God. So when you Gather this, you build a principle, you read from Genesis to Revelation, you realize that there was no one that was barren. You realize that it was only one person, and that person denied God's will or God's praise. So you base your confidence, your trust, solely on the revelational knowledge. That is where your faith is established. That is where your faith is established. So as i said um, there's nothing impossible for god to do when it comes to faith if you can have faith if you can believe as jesus said in matthew chapter 17 verse 20. he says there is nothing that is impossible when jesus said that if you read the bible it is jesus word nothing when he says nothing Yes, it's nothing. If you have faith like a master seed, let be minute. It all comes by believing. We all have different kinds of levels of belief, faith. But do you know what? Faith can be built upon. Faith can be built upon. And we have to challenge ourselves that. We will not stay at one place we will not stay at one place the reason why certain things are not moving could be as a result of your failure to stretch your faith so some people have a little faith you see they have little faith when you read i mean the scriptures the bible says that When there was a storm, there was a storm and I mean the disciples were in a boat with Jesus. For some reason, they could not do anything and they called on to Jesus and they said, Jesus help us. And Jesus said, oh you have little faith. He said, your faith is too small. He said, please be still. When you remind you the same thing, it's a little faith. But for some reason, when you look at them, they were looking, even though they had the word. See, they had the word Jesus with them. Some of us, we have the word. But our focus is divided. You see, faith is built by what? Looking and focusing on Jesus. He said, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And as we already know in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7, it says, In heaven there are three that bears witness, the Father, the Word. So the Word is Jesus. John 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. So you got to know that from Genesis to Revelation is the revelation of Jesus, the expression of God in his word. So when you get that, it helps you to build your faith. So the Bible says that the, the the disciples they they had Jesus but they were focusing on the storm they were focusing on how they can do it by yourself. Earlier said doing things without God is independence. But when God is in, when you are God dependent, you have faith. So they realized they could not do it. And it was a point of death. And they told Jesus, they woke Jesus. Don't you care? Most of us, the word, we are not focusing on the word. The key word is focus. We are not focusing on the word. We are focusing on the, the, the issue, the report, the bad report. We are focusing on the bad dream. Are focusing on the sickness, the diagnosis, the symptoms. We are focusing on, on the news. I'm not saying, yes, don't watch the news, or, but we have exalted the news over the word of God that is able to save us. So when they realized that being self-dependent or being independent, relying on their inner self, that is the flesh, was failing they decided to switch to God-dependence and that was faith. To ask Jesus, because I mean, he was sleeping. So it means, why would I ask a man? I mean, they they were fishermen. Look at this. They were fishermen, generational fishermen who had been going on the sea. So a carpenter cannot save them, but they knew and they had seen certain things that he had done before. So one of the ways you can keep your faith alive is to rely on what god has done that is why when you look at the life of i mean the israelites with god he always says that remember he refers them i am god of abraham isaac and jacob so you look at the history that god had with them and you hold on to your faith the bible says when they called on to Jesus. Jesus says, Peace be still. When you keep focusing on the word, it is hard for you to sing. There are other kinds of faith. There are people who struggle with their faith. So, one, the little faith, it doesn't focus on the word, it focuses on the things around. Anything that goes, anything that goes, you see. And we have to build it up. We have to build it up. We have the struggling faith, yes. As, on, as a double-minded person, a little of the word, then when things are happening, they just run away from the word and they become they become they begin to I mean, panic. See, but you need to watch continually work your faith. So building up your faith by praying in the spirit. And this is as a result you see when you're having a struggling faith when when things easily move you when things easily, i mean you easily give up you easily compromise it's as a result you are not dwelling enough you are not allowing the word to have expression in you you are not allowing the word to to take control by your life you're not allowing jesus to take control so the Bible says that at church of Laodicea, dear are lukewarm. Revelation chapter 3, you are neither cold, you are neither hot, you are just in between, lukewarm. you see. And when storms come, see that is where it is challenging because you haven't kept that relationship with the word. So when a storm hits you, it's like you are now trying to figure, okay, where in the Bible you are trying to do an emergency service to resolve that problem. You see, and we have another from the great faith. I mean, they will wait. The, the centurion, he said, I'm a man of authority. We'll dive deeper as, as we go on the next week in our Bible studies. He said, I'm a man of authority. And he said, you don't need to go. Just send the word. Look at this. He said, send the word. He focused on Jesus. He knew Jesus could do it. He knew the word could do it. But he could wait. These are other people. You see? So in the church, as believers, we all have our own level. But wherever level you are, you need to make sure you don't remain there. Because there's a problem. There's a day. The Bible says there is an evil day. When we do, there is an evil day. Jesus told um, Peter, I have prayed for you that when that day comes, you will stand. Because the devil is seeking to save you. So in that day, when the devil comes to sit you as wheat, when the evil day comes, can your faith stand? Imagine the storm that is coming requires you to have i mean a great faith to stand to stand your ground and overcoming faith to overcome i mean look at the, the hebrew words they said even if god doesn't save us we will not bow it means they have developed themselves they have they know god they know what god can do and they know the benefit. even if god doesn't show up they know that if they die they are not what dying. They yeah, are just sleeping. How do I know that? The Bible says when Jesus went to, I mean, um, the place that the the, the the girl was there and they were crying, he said no 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 no, this girl was just sleeping and the people were laughing. You see, in, in, your, your 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 mindset, what you are thinking about, will determine what you see. So the Roman centurion said, "Just send your word." He was just waiting. He could wait. And people who have great faith, they can wait on God. That is why the Bible says, Be still and know. I am God. So, David, anointed for him. He waited on God. He waited. There's a wonderful song he said. I mean, it talks about waiting. I will find a wonderful Time and we will sing that song. Waiting, waiting, anointed as a king. You have seen prophet Samuel, a prophet whose word has never fallen to the ground. Waited for David, somebody who was at the backside. I mean, come to his father's house. He anointed him as king. But he did not see the manifestation. But look at this. Great faith will always wait. It doesn't matter how how long it takes. He will wait. He will not give up. He will not give up hope. He would not give up hope. He said, if God can remember me, look at how hope re- works. If God can remember my name, if God can cause everyone to wait and anoint me, then he means God. an expected end so Hebrews chapter 11 that'll be one we conclude with um, today's Bible studies building up on our faith Hebrews Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 Hebrews chapter 11 He says that now, faith, look at this. He said, now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So you hope for it, but what will bring it from where you are hoping, the future, the the, 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 the destination, the heavenly realm to the physical realm. To the presence. It's a now. So it means it's present. So when we move it from eternity into time is faith. Then now, faith. So don't lose hope. The moment your hope is lost, you cannot see the works of faith. Do you know what faith does? Faith is the foundation upon which you build your destiny. Hope is what the pillars upon which, I mean, your destiny is established upon. So if you lose hope, as you may be writing an exam, which you feel the first time, you feel the second time, and you say, "I am tired," it means you've lost hope, and there's no way. There's no way it doesn't matter the kind of prayers, anointing, there's no way. That is why the the lady, uh said the lady, the guy whose friends in the Bible it says they came there, they heard that Jesus was teaching. I mean, hearing about the miracles of Jesus, I mean, also, their friend is bedridden, but when they go there, the Bible says that. The entire place was full, and the only place to get to Jesus was through the rooftop. The Bible says that they went onto the rooftop. He didn't lose hope. Some of us we give up easily. Somebody told you to call, and that person is going to help you out on something. You call the person, you don't get the person. Do you stop? Jesus gave I a mean, a parable of a, a woman who's, who was seeking justice. It's another form of prayer from a judge, I mean, the woman kept on pressing, even though the results was bad, he kept on pressing. She had hope that if I can continue pressing on this wicked, righteous judge will listen to me. And out of the continuous, persistent annoyance, you see, the Bible says that this unrighteous judge who did not care about God said let me do it for this woman so that she can stop it and he said if this unrighteous judge could what do this how much more your father so it all comes back to Matthew 7 7 ask the question how do i resolve this thing this sickness this addiction this reproach this oppression How do I resolve it with God's word? You seek. How do you do that? You find the scriptures. You find the promises. And you keep on knocking. You you take actions. You do and you trust that at the end, if you do it, there will be a result. And as you do it, you are building your faith. And God will surely reward you. Says a reward that obey that diligently what serve him. And I pray that whatever that you've heard you do, and you will put yourself to work, God will reward you diligently. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.